Hello, hello, MCs. It is Monday. That means it's hashtag MC Monday and that we're going to do a little MC Q&A. Welcome back. It actually feels like I never left you. <laughs> this cadence, it's, it's, it's a little odd. We have a conversation on Friday and then we get right back at it on Monday. I don't know. Tell me what you think. Tell me what you think about this Monday, Friday cadence. On today's MC Q&A, we have a listener who is doubting the earning potential in his skill set. And there's a lot to unpack with this question. I think it's one you guys can really relate to. It's representative of the way I think many of you probably feel about your unique skills and talents. I know that I questioned mine for many years. Um, so yeah, I think that's a good one to, to dissect today. And we also have another very common question when it comes to speaking publicly. And this one, I don't think you're gonna like my answer, but we're gonna talk about it. Then we'll close out the episode with a little Monday inspiration or motherly inspiration. I haven't decided what I'm gonna call, you, call it yet, but it's a weekly dose of just positivity and good vibes from my mom, Mama Gar. So that's a new segment that I'm going to, you know, work into these conversations. All right. So all of that is coming up in today's episode. Ooh, those FMC words, changing confidence, child. Two words that are so scary, they may as well be curse words. Let's talk about it. On this podcast, we'll share our stories about hardship and starting over, making professional pivots, ending relationships and friendships, and having the confidence to navigate change. These are real stories and real people from my one-on-one coaching sessions and interviews that will keep us inspired or remind us that things could be worse. So what you hear are the truths, traumas, and testimonies that push us to become this solution instead of just waiting for one. I'm Marcia Cork, the Change Coach, and this is Ooh, Those FNC Words. So let's jump into today's questions. This first question comes from a listener I'm going to call Sneakerhead. I'm reading bits and pieces from the overall question. My mom made me listen to this show when you interviewed the entrepreneurs. The conversations were really good, but honestly, I don't see myself in those examples. Those are businesses that would make a lot of money. My dad was in the military and taught me how to shine shoes when I was little. Now I'm 17 and I'm really good at shining shoes and cleaning sneakers. My mom thinks I can turn that into a business, but I can't see myself getting rich cleaning shoes, LOL. Will you have more guests on who are able to turn a small skill into a business? All right. See, isn't that a great question? First and foremost, thank you, Sneakerhead, for listening. And I also want to thank mom <laughs> for making him listen to the show. That is two listeners, two listeners, honey. <laughs> but I, I also want to say that I, I love the, the feedback that, um, that both he and mom are giving with the show. When I choose these entrepreneurs 
I choose them because they're inspirational to me. I think their stories would be inspirational to me. I started doing these even before I decided to turn the conversations into a podcast. So initially I reached out to entrepreneurs because I wanted to um, interview them, be inspired by them, but then take clips from our conversations and use them as posts on social media. But now I'm able to you know, take the, inter- the interviews in their entirety and use them as full podcast episodes. So I'm glad they translated well once I made them podcasts. And I am really, really glad that it's doing what it was intended to do, that it's that it's reaching you, the listeners, you know, the, these new podcast listeners. So I'm glad that they've inspired Sneakerhead and his mom, but he is making a really good point about being represented because one of the interviews, um, she is a, a doctor. The, she started her own practice and that probably isn't going to be representative of most of my listeners. Most of them are not pro- are probably not going to be doctors who decide to start their own practice, all right? So that makes a lot of sense. I get that, sneakerhead. So thank you for pointing that out. Another one, uh, he started his business as, actually, he, he was in the landscaping profession already. I believe his dad was a landscaper, so he was already kind of groomed and, and conditioned for starting his own business in landscaping. So he already had a good list of clients, you know, regular clients and clientele from the relationships that he had built while uh, working alongside his dad and was able to turn this into a multi-million dollar business. So I guess when we're talking about, you know, these, these gems of skills and talents that we don't really know how to monetize or whether they have any real potential in, in making us rich, you know, um, you know, I, I, I get what he's saying, but that's exactly why I want to talk about this today, because it really starts with, it really starts with setting goals. So the first, the first answer, the first answer to that question is, yes, I will definitely have more representative examples and stories. Thank you for pointing that out. So I do want to make sure that I interview people with a variety of skills and talents and hopefully get some people who didn't realize that they were skills or talents that they could monetize. And now we see that they are, you know, that they have these thriving businesses. So I'm definitely going to seek out more opportunities. And if you're a listener, if you have a story that you can share, if your entrepreneurship story is built around a small scale of talent that you didn't think you could monetize, but you have, and now you have a thriving business, please share your story with me because I would love to have you on the show. Okay. So sneakerhead, honestly, sneakerhead, I feel like you're selling yourself short. I do believe there's potential to generate wealth. Yes, wealth, not just money, not just a little money on the side, but I do think there's potential to generate wealth from shining shoes and clean sneakers. And it begins by establishing yourself as a subject matter expert, okay? So here's some things you can do right now. You already know that you're good at this. I love that you have already, you know, claimed 
that you're good at it, that you already feel confident about your, your skill and your ability to do this. So now it's time to just establish yourself as a subject matter expert and, and share that expertise on social media. It's time to get visible. And if you haven't already started to set up shop somewhere, maybe it's time to do that. If right now all you're doing is you know cleaning sneakers and shining shoes at home and, and you know it's a skill and a talent and your parents are telling you that it's a it's a skill and a talent, but you know, you haven't really gotten that that feedback, that positive reinforcement from your com- community and beyond, then that's where to start. Maybe consider setting up a, a shoe shine station at a church, maybe think of something like that, maybe in a barbershop. I'm, I'm thinking off the cuff here, but you know, if you were a client and we were gonna spend a, a good amount of time week by week building this out, then I, I definitely see some potential, but off the top of my head, I can, always, I can already think of, of places that you might be able to set up shop. And it doesn't have to be one of those full-fledged stations if if I can describe them well enough for you to visualize, because you all probably remember as well, there were usually about three seats. They were on a riser, very similar to what we see as today's pedicure stations, right? There's, it's high enough so that the client can have their feet resting um, on this pedestal and the person cleaning your shoes would be able to sit on a footstool. You might not have a full station, but on a smaller scale, you might be able to buy something like a massage chair, um, just something that would allow you to have a customer be seated and you have access you know, to their, to their shoe. Or maybe you provide slippers. And while they get their hair cut or while they um, run their errands, you can clean and shine their shoes. So just think about places where you might be able to, to pitch this. There's definitely some potential. Otherwise, though, maybe there's a way for you to start establishing yourself as a subject matter expert and a, you know, a talent online. Are you doing anything with social media yet? Maybe you can develop some content around your cleaning technique. You can develop some how-tos around the cleaning technique. You can develop content around the tools and the products you use. And then eventually, maybe you'd be able to monetize that channel. Or maybe you could be a brand ambassador for some of the brands um, that you currently use, some of the tools. And you you know, special cloths or toothbrushes or um, solutions, anything that you use, if you feature them in your social media content, maybe you could, you know, build a, develop a partnership. Some of these products and, and tools might be used in tandem, in tandem with the products and tools that you already use. So they're complementary to one another. So there's definitely ways that you can start to present yourself as a subject matter expert. You can start to present this unique skill and talent 
and get some visibility and then be able to monetize it, okay? So it really starts with seeing it, seeing it as what it is, a viable skill set with a, with a unique selling point, then building a story around it, building your story around it. In your, um, in your question, you, you actually mentioned you know, how you got, how you developed this skill that your dad was in the military and um, they have this technique for shining shoes. I know that, I know that for sure. I have, my, my husband was in the military. I have a couple of uncles who were in the military and they do have a very specific process and technique for shining shoes. I've seen my husband light a match <laughs> and he said that that somehow, um, you know, burning that fire over, over the foot of the shoe made it shine more. I don't, don't get me to trying to explain in the technique, but I hear you. I hear you sneak ahead. And I know that it is a, a very unique and specific way that that's done. So if you're doing something like that, most of us are not. So you definitely have a skill set with a unique selling point and um, a unique technique that you can now showcase and start to monetize it. So set a goal and that goal will drive how visible you want to be and how you want to monetize it. And speaking of setting goals, you know, you really haven't shared with me so far what the goal is. Is this something you said, you know, can I get rich off of this? Do you want to get rich immediately? Or is this just something you want to be able to do at summer vacation right now? Do you want to do this as a side hustle and actually be able to, to make a little money? Um, are you, you know, saving for something? I think you said, yeah, you said you're 17. So are you working towards a first car, something like that? It could be as simple as deciding that you just want to make $5,000. All right. You make that $5,000 by the time you're 18, you and your parents invest that $5,000 and then maybe you do nothing else with the business. Maybe you don't plan to, you know, monetize it beyond this money that you that you make while you're out of school. But investing that $5,000 today at 17 and then letting it um, you know, to letting it just grow over the next 50 years or so, by the time you're 67, you'll be a millionaire. Right. So that's without me doing, you know, any real math, not really running the numbers, but just thinking about, you know, compound interest and how much money that how much that can earn over time, just doubling every few years. Yes, you can be a millionaire with just five thousand dollars that you make over the next couple of summers. OK, so, yes, there is some real potential here. <laughs> I, you know, you really have the wheels turning now. Sneakerhead, I need to get some more details on you and follow up with you. I want to have some conversations with you and your parents. So great question. Um, thank you for that submission. And you all in the audience, especially if you are in the FIRE community or into financial investment, and you want to offer a little additional support and guidance to Sneakerhead, reach out to me. Let's get this boy starting this business. All right. Thank you, Sneakerhead. And thank you, Mom. Thank you, Mom, for listening to the show, encouraging your son to listen to the show, and actually jumping in on this now, recognizing that he has a unique skill and talent that he can monetize. Well done. Well done. Okay.
Let's move on to question number two. This question is also great for my MCs. You know what, I'm gonna stop saying that because every conversation that we have is gonna be great for the MCs. But so this is another one of those common questions. This isn't a listener question that I've gotten you know, th today, but this is a common one that I get after every workshop, after every professional development session that I do. And this is, when will I stop being nervous speaking? And I already told you, you're not going to like my answer because I think people really think that there's a cure, <laughs> that there's a cure to not being afraid to speaking in, in public. And there is no cure, unfortunately. You may never stop being nervous speaking, but here's the good news the uncertainty around what happens next or what happens when you speak will be gone because the more you speak, the more comfortable you are with the anxiety and the butterflies that come every time you speak. It doesn't go away, but you recognize them for what they are, you accept them for what they are, and you push through anyway. So I guarantee if you ask, Anyone who performs regularly, whether they sing, they play an instrument, if they're athletes and they compete, they still get butterflies before every event, every performance, every competition. You get the same butterflies. That doesn't go away, but you are able to perform in spite of them because now you can treat them differently. So this is what I tell people. So that feeling, those butterflies, that energy, that jittery feeling, that jittery sensation that you're getting, you know, it feels different for everyone, but I think you all know that feeling that I'm talking about. The same feeling that you get when you're about to take on something you're afraid of doing is the same feeling that you get when you're about to take on something you're excited about doing, all right? That feeling of butterflies, same feeling, whether we're doing something we are afraid to do or something we are excited to do. So repurpose that feeling, repurpose that energy. Tell yourself, I am pumped about this. I am excited about this because it, again, it really is the same feeling. So I tell people, think about it as you getting ready for a fight, getting ready for battle. It's that fight or flight. Your body is preparing for taking on this challenge. So when you're hyped and you have to burn off that energy or use it for the event or the occasion that it's about to come up, treat that like your theme song. Allow yourself to get excited. Allow yourself to get pumped up by that energy. All right? So use it the way you would if you were dancing to a theme song to get yourself ready. So visualize the boxer coming out into the ring and we know what they do. They all come out to music. They come out to a song that gets them hyped, okay? They're jumping around. 
They're preparing for battle, fight or flight. Are you gonna get enthusiastic? Are you gonna get pumped and energized to go out there and perform? Or are you gonna run? And in these examples, you cannot run. You have to perform. So the more and more you get used to performing, the more you recognize that feeling as it's happening and you can start to reach, you can start to use it as a feeling to help you get excited, pumped and energized about this speaking opportunity versus one that's full of fear and anxiety. So think about it that way, fight or flight. Using this energy as what's allowing you to get energized and pumped and providing you with the adrenaline that you need to fight. So the short answer is, it does not go away. You'll recognize it for what it is, the adrenaline rush that you need to prepare for battle, to prepare to fight and not to run away from this opportunity. So what do you think? I wanna hear from you on this. Do you know that feeling? Is there an event, an occasion that you can share with me where you've recognized that butter, that feeling of having butterflies, that nervous energy? Can you see now that I've explained it this way? Can you see how you have gotten this feeling before, whether it was an opportunity that you were excited about or an excited or an opportunity that you were afraid of, how it really is that same feeling? Share that with me. So the same way I end every episode, I want to hear from my MCs. Reach out with me, share a question that you have, share a conflict that you're working through, a difficult conversation that you need to have with you know, a friend, a family member, a colleague. I want to help you through those scenarios. They're great for dissecting together on our MC Mondays. All right. So you can share those by email or by direct message, you can email me at marcia at marciacork.com or you can DM me. You'll find me on Instagram at it's Marcia Cork. And of course, you can send it as an audio recording. I'll post the link in the show notes. Click on that link and the dialogue box automatically opens up, allowing you to record an audio message. Do that and your lovely voice can be featured on the show I'm really excited about that feature, but I want to hear from you in either way. Like I said, by email, by direct message, or by audio recording, I just want to hear from my MCs. We're going to close out, as I shared earlier, with a little weekly inspiration, just a dose of positivity from my mom. So that's going to be Monday motivation or motherly motivation from Mama Gar. Here's her backstory. Take a listen and be inspired. So my mother has been recording these daily inspirations for years. I mean, like easily 15 years or so. And she would send them to friends and family by email. And I told her it wasn't, it wasn't my jam and to stop sending them to me. But the thing is, everybody else loved them, like loved them. So I've been saying for years she should put them in a calendar or something, and she hasn't done anything with them. So I told her I was going to start using them and that she was going to record them herself. What was your reaction, Ma? Uh, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
She said, Lord. So, we're going to have to, we're going to record Mama Gar and her motherly inspiration. In this life, disappointment, illnesses, failures, etc., knock on everyone's door at one time or another. How you deal with it will determine your future. Whatever you're going through today, believe in yourself and the universe. Trust and know that what's meant for you will come into fruition. When you entered into this world, you were blessed with a gift. It's up to you to nurture that gift into existence. Believe and dig deeper. And there you have it, folks. That's your first dose of Monday motivation from Mama Gar. I still can't believe she agreed to do this. I guess we're all rubbing off on each other. <laughs> Let's lift her up and keep her inspired to keep sharing these with you, my MCs. Have a great week and I'll meet you back here on Friday. Bye-bye.